0: Are you ready, ready, ready? Ready to get spooky?
1: Are you ready to rumble?
0: (laughs) Are you ready for the end of the world? You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. What should we do now?
1: (laughs) Bring back the circle. It's like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd almost work. Do a stretch again.
1: <laughs> wake up! It's wake up time.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm almost awake.
0: This is Orda
1: Mon And this is Treason.
0: And we're here to bring you another live, local, and slightly in your ear, I almost said face,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, your community spirit. What should we talk about? Should we talk about the fact that it's supposed to be like 70 today? Yeah. Well, I mean, usually when it rains... It cools the place down.
1: Yeah, it cools the place down, gets down in the 40s or 50s. and
0: Well, I think it's supposed to be like freezing tonight. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like a high of like 66 today or something. I don't know. I'm making numbers up. But yeah.
1: The, well, yeah, it was, it was, I think high 60s was the one I saw, maybe even 70. It was, uh, it's strange weather for this time of year. It's just it can't make up its mind either. It's going from hot to cold to hot to cold.
0: Well, that's why I call it bipolar weather, <laughs> you know. It's like schizo-weather. So, um, Are we on here to talk about the weather?
1: I don't know. Maybe. A little bit. <laughs> a lot. I mean... Yeah. I mean, we talk about the climate, and climate has a relationship with the weather. The, the,
0: <clears throat> I almost said the specific. The Pacific Ocean is now warming 15 times faster than it used to. It's conservatives' favorite science-denying talking point that global warming has slowed down or even stopped altogether over the last 15 years. It's bogus, of course. Read Chris Mooney's great feature for a full breakdown on how the myth has been spread. And among other dishonest shenanigans, conservatives are using 1998 as their baseline because it was an unusually warm year due to El Nino. Mm-hmm. But there is a grain of truth to it. Of course, any lie does.
1: Yes. <laughs> Those, yeah, the best lies do. I mean, some the worst lies, you, they just make it all up. The best lies have a grain of truth. <laughs>
0: right there is a grain of truth to it. Average global surface air temperatures have been rising at a slower rate than some climate scientists predicted. A reason? A new study published in Science on Thursday helps demonstrate is that oceans have been absorbing much of that heat. The fact that oceans are warming has already been established. As Gris' John Upteen explained earlier this year, previous studies have measured oceanic temperatures every year for the last few decades and demonstrated that the oceans are warming. What the new paper Pacific Ocean heat content during the past 10,000 years shows that the recent oceanic warmings is happening at a historically unprecedented rate.
1: Yeah. So that is <clears throat> I mean the the two responses when people mention mentioned the supposed lack of global warming recently. One is that, you know, it's a short period of time. Things fluctuate in short periods of time. And another is this whole ocean heating. You know, we're land-based creatures, so we tend to think about, oh, is the atmosphere heating up? But the oceans heat up, too, well, unfortunately. Just...
0: Well, I mean, isn't that the whole thing, that, that water absorbs heat faster than air does? I mean... It's, that's a basic law of thermodynamics. I mean, mass holds heat more than non-mass. And in case you didn't know, air didn't have any mass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have much mass. It, it has some. Yeah. But, yeah, it is. A, well, they use this in, renew, in uh, renewable ecological designs, like the idea of heat sinks. If you want to heat your house, one way to do it is to have the sun fall on water and the water heats up. And then even at night, all of that heat radiates back out into your air. That's currently what's happening now to our planet. The ocean is absorbing that heat, and even even when the atmospheric temperature starts to cool down, that heat is going to keep radiating from the ocean.
0: Right. The biggest issue is the fact that we're not getting those cooldowns. Yeah. That we naturally need to have nature function, so that you know, either in the winter or at night, those cooldowns aren't happening or are, are happening less and less. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. We almost sound like scientists.
1: Like. <laughs> not quite, but we try. <laughs> In other news related to water, Marcellus Shale fracking wells use 5 million gallons of water apiece. Now, that's not 5 million gallons of water for, like, the whole fracking operation on the Marcellus Shale. That's each well is using that much.
0: Luckily they don't have very many wells, right?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, just a uh, just a few, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they keep it to a minimum. They wouldn't want to overburden the yeah, water supply. I mean, supply. there's
0: only it says approximately 6,000 wells. So. Yeah.
1: That's no big deal. I I know I'm not strong on math, but that's a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> just but forget about residents, forget about the fish, the streams what? Of, Yeah. Forget about all that. Okay. The streams and rivers of Pennsylvania and West Virginia are being heavily tapped to quench the growing thirst of the fracking industry. It's like a thirsty vampire. Uh,
0: excuse me? What?
1: <laughs> I'm still in Halloween mode. I know it's technically not Halloween anymore. It
0: still is. Um, Carbondale rescheduled Halloween for today.
1: Oh, yeah. That's true.
0: You know, Or so, trick-or-treating. Yeah. So the official Halloween trick-or-treat hours are 5 to 8 tonight. Mm. Yep. So... We didn't want any of those uh, goblins and goons to be blown away. Yeah. (laughs) That would be um, unfortunate.
1: Yes. They didn't want to go through the other side of the veil while they were trick-or-treating. But yeah, according to this new report, each of the thousands of fracking wells drilled to draw gas and oil out of the Marcellus Shale Formation in those two states uses an average of 4.1 to 5.6 million gallons of fresh water. That's more than the amount of water used by fracking wells in three other big shale formations around the country. So they're even using more water than other fracking operations. With approximately 6,000 wells in Pennsylvania alone, the is taking a heavy toll on the region's waterways. Quote, Our analysis of available data and identification of missing data indicates that even with new reporting requirements, we still don't know the full scale of the impact on water resources. Researcher Dustin Mulvaney of San Jose University said, states should require operators to track and report water and waste at every step, from well pad construction to fracturing to disposal. So if if they're not even tracking it clearly, it could be even more than that, you know. I don't know. <laughs> That's
0: why I'm listening. <laughs> yeah.
1: You learn something new every day.
0: I, well, I hope so. On a good day. Now let's learn something about... Not learning something.
1: <coughs> I learned some funny things reading this one.
0: Dumbest proposal for improving Keystone XL. Build the bike path. Here's an idea that's so contrary to reason that it's hard to even make fun of. But we'll do our best.
1: <laughs> we shall try.
0: Kinder, a landscape architect based in Houston, thinks that the towns and counties affected by the Keystone XL pipeline should partner with TransCanada to pay $400 million for, quote, a team of designers, cultural experts, economists, and engineers, end quote, to build a bike path along the pipeline's route. Okay, (laughs) so they're not even having the company that's building the pipeline pay for it. No. Towns and villages along the way.
1: Yeah. Well, it's partnering, so maybe the company pays half, the towns pay half.
0: (laughs) It'll be nice. There will be interpretive elements and sunflowers, and probably benches and stuff. It sounds like someone's playing a joke, but Bloomberg reports that this is very, very real. The firm sent a letter October 17th pitching the plan to the State Department and TransCanada Corporation, the pipeline sponsors. Its illustration shows scenes of smiling bicyclists riding over buried pipe and by a farmer's market, Native American teepees, cows, sunflower fields, and... A protester in a tree?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these images are priceless. It's, it looks so much like a spoof. I mean, it reminds me of Poe's Law, which states that uh, you can't tell the difference between actual extremism and spoof extremism unless there's, like, a smiley face on it. It looked like it had to be a spoof, but then you read the websites and such. It's, it's a real design firm. They're really proposing this.
0: Well, I mean, it is a good idea. Get a company. Maybe what we should do is get them to build a bike path. Mm-hmm before we get them to build the pipeline. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then stop and, the pipeline.
0: <laughs> just like, all right, you, you've made some people happy, but you haven't made enough people happy to actually let you build the pipeline.
1: Yeah, I like that plan. It's just like Another plan I had was if, if they do go forward with the pipeline, instead of just a regular bike path, the interpretive part could include like histories of the struggles that people had against the pipeline <laughs> to memorialize that. <clears throat>
0: Do you think the economy is actually so- slowing down? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of indicators that the economy is slowing down and therefore pollution is slowing down. And therefore we might be saving the planet by just not having our economy spew a
1: lot of p- pollution. <laughs> yeah. By just not succeeding in growing quite as fast as we want it to. Right. That's <laughs> <just,
0: laughs> kind of backwards. But yeah. we might be saving ourselves by, you know learning to live within our means
1: <laughs> it's possible wow that's profound i'm yeah. gonna have to memorize what did i just say <laughs> saving ourselves by learning to within our <laughs> learning to live within our means
0: Huh? that's almost what our country is founded upon <laughs> it's like independence self-worth what else
1: <laughs> and I'm- taking over other people's continents <laughs> oh we forgot that part <laughs> oh snap
0: <laughs> just like that'll be next month Th- yeah. Thanksgiving is coming when we can talk about um, taking over someone else's planet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Have we hit a permanent slowdown in the growth of global CO2 emissions? The world keeps making climate change worse, pumping out more greenhouse gases every year than the year before. But in an encouraging sign, the rate of which emissions are growing appears to be slowing down. Global emissions hit 38 billion tons of carbon dioxide last year. That's a billion with a B. It's up 1.1% from 2011. So it only grew 1.1%. That's bleak. But the glimmer of hope here is that emissions increased during the last decade by much more than that, by an average of 2.9% every year. Are you catching that little glimmer of hope (laughs) I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, it's a little slower growth.
0: Of course, positive though this development might be, nobody is suggesting that those improvements alone will be enough to curb the, the climate disaster engulfing the globe. It is good news, but ne- not near good enough. Grist board member Bill McKibben told BBC News, quote, The solution we need here is dictated by physics, and at the moment, the physics is busy melting the Arctic and acidifying the ocean. Damn you, physics. <laughs> We can't just plateau or go up less. We have to very quickly try to get the planet off of fossil fuels. End quote. Mm. It's physics' fault, not ours. Did you see that? That's what (laughs) Bill McKibben said.
1: Yeah, Bill McKibben. He said it's all physics' fault. Yeah, he just like. Surely no one told physics to do what it's doing.
0: Yeah, it's just like surely no one you know caused physics to do anything, right? Okay, yeah. It's like it's it's not human caused. Yeah,
1: it's it's physics physics caused. caused ogenic climate change uh, well since since they're only slowing down to one point one percent growth, uh, Boston is deciding to do something to prepare for the effects of climate change. Boston is ordering builders to adapt to climate change. Builders in Beantown will need to adapt so to global warming say, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Boston accent properly it's Builders in beantown exactly will need to adapt to you. yeah they changed the R's into A's. (laughs) It's build-as. global warming. As the climate changes, the coastal city has decided it won't put up with any more buildings that are prone to flood or overheat.
0: Wait a second. Shouldn't that be just like standard practice? (laughs) Let's not build a house that can be prone to flooding. Yeah. (laughs) We're in a flood area. Let's build a house that can handle floods. Yeah. We're in an area that, you know, a desert. Let's build a house that can handle
1: cooling. You would think people would just do this on their own, but you sometimes know. they need to be told. No,
0: I mean, essentially, we're building houses that we have to pump a lot of energy into to be able to cool. Yeah. That not, can handle cooling on its own.
1: Yeah. So, And part of what climate change is doing is it's making people think about these issues, because people have always been kind of silly enough to build in disaster areas and just repeatedly Wasn't and get there flooded. was like some
0: religious <laughs> song, you know, the smart man built his house upon a rock? <laughs> it's like... Was, I don't know, was it the smart man or the rich man? <laughs> I don't remember the song now, but yeah. someone will remind me. So,
1: but yeah, so they are preparing. Uh, city officials have proposed a new zoning rule that would require developers of large new buildings in Boston to submit plans to deal with flooding, heat waves, other potential complications of climate change.
0: Now, this is just a brand new proposed ruling uh, last Tuesday, according to the Boston Globe. So, yeah, we stay on top of the news we this do. right here is, you know,
1: we, we traveled to Boston to find out what the latest effects of climate change were there. How did you do that <laughs> via the, the Internet? internet.
0: <laughs> Voters in heartland swing states care about the climate, too. Wait a second. OK, this is news to me. Voters in heartland swing states care about the climate. Oh, my. It is a conventional wisdom so entrenched in politics that it seems to be almost a law of nature. Swing states are unfriendly terrain for environmental regulation. The upper Midwest, Appalachia, old Rust Belt strongholds, and the Rocky Mountain West are all viewed as areas where Democrats must soft-pedal their coastal elite tree-hugging Heavy industry relies on intense energy use, and coal mining is sacri- sacrilegious. Mm,
1: sacrosanct.
0: What's the difference? <laughs> it, and farmers and ranchers are influential throughout the Heartland. But according to a new poll, if you would like to receive a copy of this new poll, please email info at yourcommunityspirit.org. According to a new poll from Heartland Research Associates conducted on behalf of Of the League of Conservation Voters, the conventional wisdom is wrong. Ooh. (laughs) They polled more than 1,100 voters from 11 states with likely competitive Senate races next year, including Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, Georgia, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, and Virginia, and found strong belief in anthro- Anthropogenic. What does that mean? Uh, human caused. Really? That's why can't we just say
1: human caused? <laughs> yeah. Well, most people say human caused climate change, but anthropogenic is the more long scientific term.
0: <laughs> no wonder we don't want scientists to talk to regular people. <laughs>
1: <Just like laughs> That's why they get goofy people like us to translate it into uh, colloquial <laughs> speech. <laughs>
0: colloquial. <laughs> anthropogenic. Uh, climate change and support for action to address it, even in states carried by Mitt Romney last year. 65% of voters polled say that climate change is a serious problem. 74% favor the EPA's proposed regulations to limit the amount of carbon pollution that... Wait a second. 74% favor proposed regulations to limit the amount of carbon pollution that power plants can release into the air with no difference between those in Obama states and Romney states. Hey, we're humans. We get along. (laughs) The report says, quote, 48% say they would be less likely to vote for a candidate who opposed new regulations. Only 17% said learning that a candidate opposed the regulations would make them more likely to vote for that candidate. Yeah. Again, only 17%.
1: Yeah, so even... This is, the, uh, this is a good sign of the sort of education among the po- populace that even in the swing states where it's considered controversial, like, oh, should we talk about climate change? There's, there's still a large number of people, a majority, who are concerned about the issue and think we should take action on it. It's just getting to the point where anyone who's paying attention realizes that climate change is already happening and that we need to mitigate and reduce it.
0: As long as it doesn't mess with my job. <laughs>
1: Yep. All right, so we've got a lot of water stories today. Uh, Maybe it's all the rain that was happening yesterday. (laughs) An 18-year-old intern single-handedly invents a cheap, effective water filter.
0: And who says teenagers can't do anything?
1: Yeah, teenagers these days going around inventing water filters, solving global problems. Many 18-year-olds, if told by their summer boss to essentially screw off and amuse themselves, would do just that. Megan Shea screwed off and invented a water filtration system that's cheap and that cleans water of 99% of the E. coli bacteria it goes in with. Fast Coexist reports that two summers ago, Shio was on a summer science fellowship at Texas Tech University. She was supposed to be working with a microbiologist professor, but he was too busy and she was sent off to work on her own with the vague mission of looking into water pur- pur- purification.
0: Again, so th- most people would love, to, you know, it's just like, Okay, you know, here's your job for the summer. Yeah. We don't really have anything for you to
1: do. Just do what you want. Just do what you want. Like, oh, I'll buy a Brita filter, you know. <laughs> just... In <into> the
0: water purification. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe I will drink a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, in response to this, uh, she started reading about Moringa olef- oleifera. Hey,
0: like, finally something you can't pronounce.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. like, I don't oh, know wait, enough Latin. <laughs> I, I admit I don't know my Latin very well. It's I'm a commonly occurring tropical tree. It's
0: a commonly occurring tropical tree, and you don't know.
1: Th- yes. I'm oh, okay, on behind on the times. Yeah, so. I can say the first half, though Moringa. Uh, Moringa seeds had been identified as a possible low cost purification material, but they had never really been developed seriously. So she built a filter out of PVC piping with a layer of the crushed seeds and then layers of your run of the mill water filtration materials like charcoal and soil. It's not the best water filter out there, but if you happen to live in a place where moringa seeds are plentiful, it's the sort of thing you could build for yourself pretty easily and cheaply. Earlier this month, Popular Mechanics recognized Shia as its top next-generation innovator of the year. She started school this fall at Stanford, and Philly.com reports she is applying for a patent for her filter.
0: What do you call it? I mean, if... I did read about that in Popular Mechanics. Mm. But I mean, if it's so simple to make, why does she need a patent?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. She may want a patent because if there are, I don't know, aid agencies who are trying to sell it, then she can get a portion of the profits.
0: Well, I mean, if you do invent something and you patent it, that doesn't mean you can't give it to people. Yeah. But it means that nobody else can take that and sell it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you could do that also. Yeah.
1: Hopefully since she came up with the idea she'll have charitable intentions with using it.
0: Yeah, so I mean I mean even if she made a penny apiece, I mean yeah, you know. I mean the ability to save someone's life is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, so
1: especially it's using resources that are readily available to them in the area. Well yeah,
0: So all right. Did you know that today is November? I did. <laughs> it's just it, today only today is November. Tomorrow actually tomorrow will be November too. Mhm. So Today is Friday, the 1st of November, and it is the Day of the Dead, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so Day of the, the Dead.
0: Dia de los Muertos. How come I can pronounce Spanish, but I can't pronounce like <laughs> <that>? <laughs> it? i was just like... Mm-hmm. Um, today is also National Cook for Your Pets Day, National Author's Day, Hey, Tree Song. There's a day for you.
1: There's a day for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People ignore authors every other day of the year, but today they remember them.
0: <laughs> today is National Family Literacy Day, too. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, authors.
1: Yes, it's also National Novel Writing Month, and I, I think that's probably related to National Authors Day. So let's see what else we have coming up. Plan plan your epitaph day. Yeah, That's what
0: I was laughing at. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, well, I guess it's because, you know, people are thinking about death and dying because of Halloween and Samhain and And All Souls Souls Day, Day of the Dead. So plan what you're going to put on your tombstone. It's also speaking of people who already have tombstones somewhere. It's the birthday of President Warren Harding and President James Polk and Daniel Boone.
0: And I almost said Burt Lancaster. Uh, Yeah,
1: I think Burt Lancaster's still (laughs) with us. I'd have to check the internet to be sure. He hasn't done anything I've seen lately.
0: Sunday is Cliche Day, but it's also National Men Make Dinner Day and Sandwich Day. So, ladies, this is a chance for you to say, go make me a sandwich. It's Men Make Dinner. Well, you want more than (laughs) just a sandwich.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Make me a sandwich for lunch and then make me dinner.
0: There you go. That's a cliche.
1: Yeah, a little bit. See how yeah. I
0: tied them all together a little bit? Yeah. Almost smart.
1: That's brilliant. Oh, and this this came a little late. This is uh, Mischief Night. Uh, surprised Halloween is usually thought of as Mischief Night, but apparently there's a whole holiday well, for it.
0: Monday is Mischief Night, but it's also Use Your Common Sense Day.
1: <laughs> yeah, Use Your Common Sense Day and make a little bit of fun mischief, but nothing too ridiculous <laughs> and dangerous. Yeah,
0: so. And uh, Monday is also National Chicken Lady Day, whatever that means. It's like
1: yes oh and tuesday remember remember the 5th of november tuesday is guy fawkes day in england and also in much of the u.s where people watch v for Vanetta and think they know what guy fawkes day is
0: <laughs> wednesday wait i thought it isn't it says here uh the daylight savings but isn't it this sunday
1: oh yeah it is this sunday they this, changed it yeah this calendar is a little a little quirky hey. but yeah it's this sunday uh they i actually my phone thought it was last sunday so for all day last sunday my phone was telling me the wrong time
0: and you listened and
1: i, I, I for a moment i listened <laughs> i'm like whoa it's earlier <laughs> than i thought like what and then i was so, like oh
0: yep so this sunday um fall back
1: yes fall back
0: and i almost forgot so
1: fall back spring forward so That's we true. fall back
0: Wednesday is the U.N. International Day for Preventing the Exploitation of the Environment in War and Armed Conflict. Wow. I didn't know war and armed conflict cared about the environment, but <laughs> apparently there is a U.N. day
1: for yeah. that. So. Well, I think that's why they have the day. It's usually when people are fighting wars, they're too busy fighting to think about the environments. But, you know, when you're planning on your unleashing your doomsday device that may doom us all to radiation and all that you may want to think twice
0: before you shoot your uranium bullets yeah all right i'll think about it next time <laughs> yeah
1: and thursday is job action day so it's time to hopefully everyone who doesn't have a job who wants one we'll just get a job on thursday no we'll just, i
0: think it's finally a day to <laughs> actually do action at your job oh
1: okay yeah you
0: know it's like one day you've
1: been playing year. solitaire on your computer during your job and you're <laughs> talking on facebook
0: sorry thursday you have to do some action about your job
1: Right. Yeah. So anything going on in the community right now?
0: Well, people do remember to send us happenings every once in a while. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Today is Friday. Open mic night at Gaia House Interface Center. Friday at 7 p.m. Express yourself in a comfortable coffee house style environment. Everybody's invited. That's tonight at 7 p.m.
1: Yes. And we also have the Farmer's Markets. They are still going on at the moment. They, uh, the two Farmer's Markets change at different times. The Carbondale Farmer's Market over at the Westtown Mall parking lot in Carbondale, they say that they're going to be going until the end of November. Now, as you mentioned last week, I'm not sure if that actually means the end of November or if they'll stop at Thanksgiving, but uh, the, the information I found said it's till the end of November. Mm-hmm. So they'll at least be out here this weekend on Saturday. And the other farmer's market is the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market over at Carbondale Community High School from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. They provide a place for a community to gather and to meet the faces of agriculture and get the taste of all Southern Illinois has to offer.
0: And they will be switching inside on November 9th. So from November 9th on, it will be a winter farmer's market. Yes. (laughs) Indoors. On Monday, there's this great event, Keep Carbondale Beautiful Town Meeting. Keep Carbondale Beautiful will be hosting a town meeting to elicit and discuss responses to the question. What would you do to make Carbondale more beautiful? Great question. The meeting will be held on Monday at 7 p.m. in the Carbondale Civic Center. For more information or to d- provide input, contact Sarah Heyer at Keep Carbondale Beautiful, 618-525-5525 or keep CB. 1326 at com or keepcb.org.
1: Yes. And speaking of good questions, there's a questions group coming up, Questions of Faith and Reality. At the questions group, people from different beliefs and faiths come together and listen to each other's thoughts on the many questions of life. That's happening at Guy House on Wednesday at 5 p.m.
0: Also on Wednesday at 7 p.m., this is game night. In this high-tech world, sometimes it's good to just slow down Playing games does exactly that. Come to Guy House on Wednesday nights to exercise your mind, visit with friends, and make new friends.
1: Yeah, and I've been to that. It's a good time. Also coming up, one more happening here. We have the Community Racial Justice Coalition coming up on Thursday, November 7th at 7 p.m. at the Church of the Good Shepherd United Church of Christ, 515 South Orchard Drive in Carbondale. They now meet monthly. This initially started as the, a response to a film showing, but now they meet monthly to discuss racial justice on the first Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. at Church of the Good Shepherd.
0: Well, this has been exciting.
1: Yes, it's been exciting and informative.
0: <laughs> Half hour of your community spirit. If you missed any of this, well, sorry. but um,
1: <laughs> You're out of luck. <laughs> yeah.
0: We do archive some of the the past shows at yourcommunityspirit.org. If you would like to send us happening kudos, you can even send money via email nowadays. Our email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. This is Orda Energy Mond reminding you that you can still get out in nature.
1: It'll be a good weekend. Yes, enjoy yourself out there.